What's up, everybody? It's shameless plug time. So thanks for checking out the podcast, Going Full Nerd. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe everywhere possible. So look for Going Full Nerd on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, goingfullnerd.com, and my Twitter handle, ONYXXX1969. You can also listen to the audio version on its home, anchor.fm, but also on Pandora, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you consume your podcast listening pleasure. Hey guys, let's get on with the show. Sunday, six o'clock, and, and crazy. That, that's how I'm feeling right now. Straight up crazy. Whew. What's happening, everybody? It's your boy Onyx here, going full nerd. Let me go ahead and get get the microphone. I'm gonna keep the microphone out the thing. I just want to make sure everybody can hear me. Is this thing gonna drop? It's gonna drop right in, right in front of the camera view. Let's keep you, let's keep you over here, out the way. Although I'm. Ah, there we go. Hello. <laughs> you know what? I, I got no. I, I I'm just done. I'm just done. So let let's go ahead. Let's go ahead. Because this this review might not be what you think it is based on the title of today's episode. But let's go ahead, and we're going to talk about a few things before I get into Blue Beetle. Before I get into Blue Beetle, we're going to talk. We're going to talk. We're going to talk Warner Brothers. We're going to talk, we're going to talk everything leading up this year, and then, then we're going to figure something out. And hopefully, Warner Brothers... Because I, I really think I'm on a Warner Brothers DC comic book block list. I, I really do. Because, like, I used to get free uh, Blu-rays for the animation. I used to get the press releases. You know, and I know the dude that used to send them to me still works for them. Okay? I'm not going to drop the name. That'd be rude of me. But I, I think I'm on a block list. I think they, you know, I think somebody from Warner Brothers, DC Comics, really looked at, said, you know, let's look at his YouTube channel. He wants all this free stuff. We want to get his YouTube channel, and we're going to talk to him, and we're going to see if we should still be sending him stuff. I still got Blu-rays that I haven't, I've watched the stuff, but I didn't even open a Blu-ray. Um, here's, the, here's, the, here's the deal. Here's the deal. So, what have we had so far this year from Warner Brothers? Meaning in the live action. Because as we know from a couple of weeks ago, I talked about their animated. Nobody touches their animated. Except for that Batman Ninja. That was weak to me. But, you know, nobody touches Warner Brothers animation. The home of Bugs Bunny 
animation-wise, is still solid when it comes to DC Comics. And maybe that Justice League, what's that, when they mix with the anime, the RBWY, I didn't watch that. It just didn't feel, it didn't feel, it didn't feel good. It didn't feel good. Now, Black Adam hit theaters. It had Dwayne The Rock Johnson. That I was disappointed. Shazam. I was disappointed. The Flash. Highly disappointed. Then we kind of heard, oh, we're not going to release Batgirl because Batgirl just didn't score high enough, blah, blah, blah. But we all know Black Adam, The Flash, and, uh, you know, Shazam, the three of them, they wasn't hitting. They was not hitting. Can I, can I get a yes from my nerd squad? Because here goes the line. We know they weren't hitting. Were they enjoyable to a point that to see certain characters, to see costumes? Let's see. Black Adam? I really didn't feel it. I mean, you saw the review. I gave the review. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Black Adam without Shazam, to me, does should not exist. And, you know, they had the Henry Cavill thing at the end that basically when they showed that, it, it wasn't really feeling anything. But then you had Shazam, Fury of the Gods, didn't even think about any of the other stuff. It's like, okay, okay, I got it. You know, man, you know, then you had this big hype for Ezra Miller's The Flash. Oh, this is going to be it. This is awesome. This is this is beautiful. This is The Flash. The first time on the big screen. Solo. Dolo. And the CGI was straight garbage. Garbage. And then the writers go on strike. Then the VFX people are trying to unionize, and they might be striking, and the actors are striking, everybody's striking, except your boy, who's paying to see all the stuff that's actually finished, and talking about it. I'm not on strike. Maybe I should be on strike when it comes to Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers' top grossing movie of all time is Barbie. They got Barbie right, right? For it to be top grossing, but they couldn't get The Flash. They couldn't get Black Adam. They couldn't get Shazam. And they hyped those. They hyped them. And then people are going to blame it on superhero fatigue. It's not superhero fatigue. It's not. It's not. Not, not, not. What we have here is a failure. A failure to be cohesive. A failure because you're letting studio heads, and I said this in videos way, way back when we were arguing about the Snyder Cut. And if y'all remember, I said they were trying to chase that Avengers money without the prep. Oh, I got scratch my back. Ah. You know, it's like, come on, really? It's like they were trying to chase the Avengers money but didn't want prep time. Didn't, you know, Batman is the king of prep time. You got Batman? Where's your prep time? Everybody 
in that studio should be dealing with prep time. But now we got James Gunn. We got James Gunn. Now, this is that Blue Beetle, admittedly, James Gunn got nothing to do with this. This ain't on his watch to me. He the man in charge now, but this is not on his watch. But I am going to put out there for my humble taste, whoever put together Blue Beetle, that's who they should have been talking to the whole damn time. I am going to put out here, and I'm going to say it, I liked this movie. I'm, I, I liked it. And Warner Brothers should be ashamed that between who wrote this, who did the special effects, and who directed it, they should be ashamed that they let those other movies release before this one. I'm going to say it. That's my humble opinion. You can take it for what it's worth. Now, not to say I've got bad taste, <laughs> but Blue Beetle, I was interested from start to finish. Let me tell you, let me tell you, I hope Blue Beetle makes it through the DC Warner Brothers movie, live action, superhero purge. I hope they bring, let's, let's, let's do it like this. Let's do it like this. We're going we're gonna to take Flashpoint, throw that in the trash. We're gonna take, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna take Black Adam. Yeah, to heck with the rock. We're gonna take Zachary Levy, Levy, and Shazam. Shoot, shoot, go, go Shazam over there. But Blue Beetle, we're gonna keep Blue Beetle. And I'm gonna start telling you the reasons why I liked this movie. First of all, now, honestly, it's a deviation from the comic book. It is a deviation. I had a couple of points. It's not a perfect movie. It's not a perfect. It is not, I'm, I'm going to stop y'all right here. It's not going to be, oh, Onyx is giving another five out of five on going. No, no, no. But I am going to tell you what I liked, what I disliked, and what could have been done. Just a little bit, a little bit better. A little bit better. Okay, what I disliked, all right, we got some of the backstory. We got some of the emotional tie-in. I understand why they created um, the fictional town of Palmera. Okay, I get it because, you know, really, comic book-wise, for my comic book people out there, we all know Jaime Reyes, Reyes, you know, we all know he was in El Paso, Texas, all right? But they did this because there's other little things they want to do, and they tried to give it 
a little thing. Like, you know, Flash is in Central City, which doesn't exist. Batman is in Gotham, which doesn't exist. Superman's in Metropolis, which doesn't exist. Green Lantern is in Coast City, which doesn't exist. And I get it. I get it. It's a superhero thing. It's a superhero thing. Now, here's my problem, okay? Here's my problem, and I see your comment, Josh. I see your comment about what it made compared to Flash. I see what it, I see what. I see what. But I'm going to say this, okay? And I'm going to look up the numbers, but I'm going to say this. I'm talking about being a comic book fan and going to see a movie, all right? If people can't get on the train for Blue Beetle, they may be wrong because here goes the deal. So they got the fictional city. So they gave Blue Beetle his own fictional city, okay? Boom, you had references. They talked about Gotham. Great. Jaime graduated college in Gotham. Awesome. Awesome. Now, let's talk. Let's talk. They introduced a few Easter eggs for us old school comic book people. You had, you know, OMAC. Ooh. That's a deep that's a deep dive right there. That's a deep dive. But it is connected to Blue Beetle. Now, people got to remember, Blue Beetle wasn't originally a DC comic book property. They bought that from Charlton Comics, okay? It is what it is. Long story, not going to talk about it. There's other channels that do talk about that. Go peep those out. Now, here's my thing, okay? That, I could deal with that. Slight. Like, uh, with some of the sci-fi mixed with real world, and it was just a little close. It's like, okay, the city itself looked cartoonish, but that's okay. I could deal with that. The second thing that kind of upset me in the beginning, but it evened out across the way. I wasn't feeling having George Lopez in this movie. You know this. Because I've said it in previous podcasts. And I'm going to sit here and say. I'm going to sit here and say. I was not feeling George Lopez in this. He had moments where I'm like. Here goes George Lopez. Doing George Lopez stuff. But for a majority of it. I'm like okay. Okay I can dig you. Rudy. (laughs) And when you see the movie. You'll know what I'm talking about. I dig some of it. I, I like the little throwbacks, little nods to a lot of things. But one of the th- reasons why I think this movie is not getting the hype that it really should is because it's Latino-based. I mean, pretty much the majority of the characters in the movie are Latino. And it's, you know, and actually, I'll be honest, it's refreshing. And it's a sad state of affairs when two of the best movies to hit the movie theater all are related to Latino. Because people don't treat these things. They, they treat Latino, black. They, they act like we don't exist in certain things, but we put out some real good products. We are, we are pleasant to look at on screen. I'm just saying. So, let's move on. That's, those are the two things. Well, and I got one more thing that I wasn't really feeling, and that was the design of the OMAC or Carapax or whatever you want to call that the, the 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 character that Blue Beetle battled. I really was not feeling his design. His design just 
wasn't as smooth as Blue Beetle. Now, let's talk the CGI for all this. The CGI was exemplary throughout the whole thing. We did not have that cartoonish, crappy-looking stuff that we saw in Flashpoint. So my problem is, if Flashpoint made so much money and Blue Beetle's not really making that money, how come Blue Beetle had way better special effects? I'm just saying. I'm just throwing it out there. The special effects in Blue Beetle were on point. They were above par. They were slamming. Okay? And people need to understand that when you have good story, which this had, a message, which this had, and great special effects, to me, this was it. That was it. You can see the blue beetle on my screen. He looks good. He looked... Boy. He looks good. That's the, you see this. You. This is on point. On point. Just letting you know, he looks good. So, why did I like this? Number one, the thing had a great message. Um... It, to me, it borrowed a few things, really, which was the first thing it borrowed. It had an Iron Man-y feel. <laughs> Iron Man-y. It's a, it's a, it had an Iron Man feel because you're dealing with armored characters, even though it wasn't, you know, technology we built when well, the villain was. But it had an Iron Man-style, you know, uh, origin sequence, you know, that type of thing, the freak out. It was sort of like a mix between Iron Man, Spider-Man, because there are a lot of similarities. When you watch the movie, you'll see some similarities with Spider-Man. And I'm not going to spoil some of those similarities, but those similarities, you look at it and be like, oh, oh, y'all might want to watch out doing that, you know. And... The other part is they had some real intense moments. Now, I give this to DC. DC does not shy away from violence. I mean, I was confused at a little bit of it. Oh, we don't kill, let's wound them. And then there was a couple of times where, you know, a dude got stepped on. Like, straight through the chest stepped on and I'm like whoa I'm like okay okay I get it I get it but here goes the thing here goes the thing great message main message of the story is about family and the thing about it is is what I'm noticing is a lot of films when you start talking about a family dynamic and you start talking about a family putting a family together, keeping a family together, the struggles that they have and the growth that they have, those movies seem to do well. Across the Spider-Verse, my five out of five is about family, personal perseverance and determination. The same and acceptance of certain things. Same thing goes for Blue Beetle. It follows the same lines. Once the main character accepted his situation, he was, I'm not going to say unstoppable, but you can see where he would draw his strength from, his motivation. 
and it wasn't just, ah, I'm Blue Beetle, I got these powers, now I'm going to do this, ah, ta, 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 ah, and play a real hip soundtrack. Because they really didn't. The, the, the trailer had a rock, you know, harder soundtrack than the movie itself. But it was on point. Now, I'm going to throw out here, if you are of Latino background, there's a lot of references in there that you get that I I couldn't get. I took my wife with me. I look over at her, and she is beaming from ear to ear because of a lot of the things that they were speaking. There are a lot of things, not so much the language, but a lot of things that they were referencing about family dynamics. And, you know, the, 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 the giggles. It's like, oh, I used to watch that as a kid. Oh, yeah, we all used to watch that and deal with that and do that. And that goes across boundaries. Because, you know, it's like saying, oh, hey, you know, what I like, I, somebody else from my, thousands of miles away may like it also. So, you know, but there's a connection. And we may be of the same ethnic background, but different upbringing, different, coming from different regions of the country or different regions of the world. You never know. But if there's some commonalities, which this movie, my wife's from Puerto Rico, they were Mexican in the movie, but there were some commonalities that it was like, ah, 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 oh, on point. You know, so you would love these things. Okay. Now, a couple of things that I will throw out there. It, you know, it. It was a little campy in a couple of spots, and that does keep it from getting a perfect score. But I am going to go ahead and say that this movie pretty much is a must-see, whether you do it as a matinee or even if you do pay full price, you're going to enjoy it. It's going to tug on your heartstrings for a couple of moments, and I really hope that James Gunn holds on to this character and pulls them over when he does his big plan. Whoa. Let's go ahead and say a couple of things. All right. Now, if you were going to watch the movie, this is not a spoiler. I'm trying my best not to spoil it because I know a lot of people didn't make it out. School's starting in a lot of areas or may have already started. So people aren't getting out with the kids as much and doing those things. And I get it. I get it. I'm hustling right now because when I'm done with this, I'm going to go ahead, help get my grandson ready for school tomorrow, first day. Woo, 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 woo. But here goes the deal, okay? There's a mid-credit scene and there's an end-credit scene. Don't worry about the end-credit scene unless you're of a Latino background and you want to get a nice little, ah, that's so sad, I get it, ah. That's not going to stick for the biggest superhero community such as myself, okay? But the mid-credit scene does bring in what could be the brouhaha. And for those who read Blue Beetle comics or are familiar with Blue Beetle, they also know that that character is connected to another character by the name of huh, Booster Gold. Though there's no direct reference, it is a little something to say, well, maybe it could be. Maybe it could be. Now, here's the deal. If James Gunn says, you know what, I'm not dealing with none of this old stuff that they gave me, We'll never see Blue Beetle, we'll never see a sequel, and it'll fall out on the things that could have been, much like Green Lantern, the movie, when they had that good-looking-ass Sinestro at the end of Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern movie, which was kind of bad, but 
the Sinestro character as Yellow Lantern. Sinestro looked freaking good. Oh, man. That's a missed opportunity right there. Big missed opportunity. Or, you know, Henry Cavill at the end of Black Adam. Never gonna, never gonna get it, never gonna get it, never gonna get it. Woo, 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 woo. That's how it's gonna happen. Right? So, so, what are we gonna get? I don't know. And looking at the comments, I'm, I'm going to agree with my man, Josh. James Gunn loves, loves obscure characters. And I think that's what people need more than continuously getting the big three out of Warner Brothers, meaning Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. I mean, there's going to be the casual watcher or the diehard fan that wants to see those characters over and over and over, over and over again. But that's okay. I get it. But, to, you know, I'm, I'm guess it's me, maybe, because I'm feeling a lot of the obscure characters. I love the Doom Patrol TV series. That was awesome. They're obscure as hell. Okay? Blue Beetle loved it. So I can't wait to see what the animated Creature Commandos that's going to kick off James Gunn. Now, we got one more movie coming out of Warner Brothers DC, and that's the next Aquaman movie, which... I don't have real great expectations for. But if one out of four, they get a 25% because this one is something I think people should see. I think you should go pay to see it. I really do. And the action and the fight scenes, on point. All right? It's on point. You know, and, you know, oh boy, an old girl, old girl was good to look at. <laughs> Hey, is my wife watching this? I got I don't know. She ain't say nothing in the chat, so maybe she ain't watching. Hey, yeah, old girl, you know, that was Ted Cord's daughter in the, in the movie. She was looking, she was looking kind of good. You know? Don't tell nobody I said that. Not as good as my wife. Make sure, make sure, make sure I throw that in there, because that's true. But, mm, uh, had to take a little sip of the adult beverage. But pretty much, I'm going to actually give Blue Beetle 4.8 out of 5 on the going full nerd scale. There were a couple little things that irritated me, but for the most part, this was a good movie. This was something that I really liked. The message was real good in it. The special effects were pretty good. There were a couple of campy moments, and that's why I had to deduct a couple of points. That's just me. Now, let's talk. Going through the comments, looking at your comments. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. I, I, I'll go say it. Listen, a Titan movie. I don't think we would, I don't think a Titan movie would be a good fit right now. They did a little something with the show on HBO Max, but I don't think they can really pull off a good Titan movie. I mean, I really wish they would just go ahead and make another animated, young, another season of Young Justice. Oh, man, why am I... Come on now with the focus. Thank you. Ooh, these autofocus cameras just, you know, get all this beautiful goodness. So, here's the deal. Let's see what else. Love a good old boost to go live action. Excuse me, yes. But you know what? Excuse me. The um, I think Ryan Reynolds would be a great boost to go. <laughs> but, you know, that's too much for him. Too much for him. He can't be, you know, it is what it is. 
Um, now, see, you can't say now with with Jason Momoa being Lobo and being Aquaman, you can't say he can't be two characters in the same franchise because Marvel has been rehashing. Gemma Chan was a Cree. She was in Eternals. They be reusing. Trust me, that you can reuse a couple of actors and actresses. Let's let's keep it real. Even though we feel they should hire me, not to be a side character, I could be like, like ambush bug for DC. I could be, you know, they do a little CGI green, and I come in there and be like, yo, 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 messing up, man. You know, I could do something stupid, something goofy, or I could be the Impossible Man when they introduce Fantastic Four. But they would go for somebody probably like Joe Rogan, Jim Carrey, or something like that, doing mocap, you know. I digress. Stop me. Stop me. Stop me. Going through. So, here's the deal, folks. Let you in on a couple of other things. And a couple of other things are this. We're going to be doing some schedule changes to the podcast coming up for the month of September into October. Because it's that time again. It's flag football time and your boy is a coach for the kiddies. So what's going to end up happening with that is we will probably be doing a few of the, the podcasts on Saturdays. Yes, Saturday. So be stay tuned. I, I can't tell you which ones, and we can figure that out. Now, Chris Evans played. He did play two Marvel characters, but they're not in the same connected universe. Well, even... But, you know, they're not in movies that connect to each other. You know what I mean? Even though Marvel's doing the whole multiverse thing and they said, oh, it all worked. We, it all happened. Yeah, okay. It is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> yeah, I could be one of the characters in Green Lantern. I could be Nort. <laughs> look that Green Lantern up for you, Nort. Yeah, yo, look at all scruffy with the beard, right? <laughs> Coughing up hairballs. Ah. Yeah, I'd be a green. I'd be a Green Lantern that you know somebody would do an assault on Oa, and I'd be like the first one to get killed or something like ah, you know, some something goofy. You know, just get me in there so I could get so I could get some of those um, SAG after union checks that they fighting so hard during the you know striking to get. I mean, that's what it would. Go, that would be awesome for me. But I digress, everybody. But that's pretty much all I got for you today. Just remember, if you go on my Twitter or look on the community tab here on YouTube, you can go ahead, you can call in, leave a message so I can address those things. I can talk and you can possibly hear your voice on the podcast. That's the way I want to go ahead and do that. But I am going to say this is it. I'm getting ready to go. So... You guys have a wonderful week. We're getting rolling headfirst into fall. Just to let you also know, there will not be a show on September 3rd. That's that Labor Day weekend, and I am going to be doing cool stuff. I may post a little something, but there will not be a podcast that Sunday. I'm just going to let you know right there. But there may be a message especially for each and every one of you. Anyway, 
Remember what I always say, if you can't say something nice, don't say it at all. Send a message to me, and I will say it for you. And remember, go check out that community cab, call the number, don't ask me what it is off the top of my head, because I don't know. And yes, they should do some milestone comics. Breathe some fresh air into the superhero movie universe. And with that, funky outro music comes. Here it goes. There it goes. Hey guys, I appreciate each and every one of you for popping in. It is what it is. You know, I agree with Josh. I really think we should have Milestone Comics start doing some things with that. I mean, we're getting the second season of Invincible on Amazon Prime. It's animated, but to get more independent comic book stuff out there would be real, real awesome. You know, it would be, you know, it's just, it makes, make it make sense. Make, make it not make sense introduce something to people where they won't have the already predetermined it has to be like this because i know every time i watch a spider-man every time i watch a batman every time i watch a superman i've got a predetermined notion because of the rich comic book history of those characters over many many years but when you get a blue beetle when you get a guardians of the galaxy when you get a Hawkeye, when you get a Ms. Marvel, okay, when you get a Captain Marvel, all those, they're not mainstream, those were third tier characters, Iron Man was a third tier character back in the day, you used to have to fight people to buy Iron Man comics, if you wasn't buying Captain America, Hulk, and Spider-Man, everything else was trash, but anyway, I'm out y'all, I'm out. Oh, I forget. If you're watching this on the replay, go above me, click the subscribe if you haven't already done so. And if you're here and you see this like on a Tuesday or Wednesday, there's some cool videos over on, oh, sorry, this side that you need to click on coming from my channel so I can get more watch time. It is what it is.